Greetings and salutations and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time from the digital safe house. I am your host, the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, and boy, do I have a special episode for you. One that differs from every episode we've had before. A one-on-one interview on our podcast. Not like the, not the bonuses we did in the past. This is a sole episode dedicated to one person, one interview. But before we get to that, first, I got to do the shtick. Because this episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd On Nation, powered by Patreon. The Nerd On Nation allows us to keep the lights on and up our quality. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, for as little as $1 to $5 a month, you get early access to episodes, a Discord community that is always popping over at nerdon.tv slash Discord, bonus episodes, and so much more. So please check it out at nerdon.tv slash Patreon. And of course, for anything related to the Capeless Crusaders and Nerd On, you can head on over to thecaplesscrusaders.com or nerdon.tv slash thecaplesscrusaders. Your hubs for all things Crusaders and Nerd On. From there, you can find all our content as well as the rest of the Nerd On podcast family. Hey everyone, how are you? It's good to see you or hear from you or whatever it is or listen to me, whatever, it's podcast, leave me alone. Uh, this is of course episode 177 and this episode is going to be very special. We're not going to be talking about what comic books we've been reading for the past weeks. We're not going to be talking about what's going on in the comic book news, although there was a big thing that dropped the night before this recording. It'll be weeks old by the time you hear this, but it was big for us. We're not going to have a specific homework assignment. Today, our episode is dedicated to one individual, a special guest for our show, someone we've been trying to have on here for quite a while. Our schedules didn't work. His didn't work. We you know, forgot for a while. Who knows what happened? But we finally got to that point where this man is on our show, and I am proud to present our guest for the entirety of this episode, Mr. Chris Williams. Hey, what's up? Watching you do this intro is phenomenal. <laughs> and that, that, that was, that was, I was impressed. I was like, wow, look at you, man. No, <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Of course, uh, Mr. And, and, Williams. Yeah, of course, Mr. Yeah. Williams. I have to let you in here. <laughs> That's my well, best. No, just, that's my best Lawrence Fishburne higher learning. I'm sorry, I had to do it. No, it it, it was it was perfect. <laughs> you know, it's perfect. No, man. I like I said, I'm a big fan of your show, and uh, I'm a big comic guy myself, and and all that stuff. And that's you know, comic books inspired my artwork. To be yeah. honest with you, uh, you always, know, ha- always happy to hear that on this show. Uh, everyone listening, yeah. Chris Williams here is a artist out of the Sacramento area. I have had the pleasure of knowing him. I myself, uh, myself. David Barry and I believe you you worked with Manderson too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, yeah. the four of us were from the same um, area of expertise in in our employment. Uh, we worked together <laughs> for quite a few years, and at a certain fruit stand, at a certain fruit stand um, <laughs> that is very well known between us and Nerdon. So we all know what company we're talking about. Uh, but Chris has gone on to become one hell of a talented artist in oh, our area. You. Um, he's done some amazing work. We're going to talk about the work he's done. You can't see it, but right now behind him, there is a bunch of beautiful work that he has already done. As we get closer to this episode being released, well, by the time you hear this, it'll be released. We're going to have his artwork shared on our social media. So you have an idea of what he does visually. And of course, links to his website. But before we get to all that, we got to know 
where the artist came from, the artist's background. We got to go, you know, we got to Tarantino this. We start here and then we go all the way back to the beginning and see where he came from before we get back to the point we are right now. So uh, I hope we have a montage too. We can oh yeah. do a montage. Yeah, montage, <laughs> put in the Scorsese soundtrack, maybe you play Layla. Yes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but first things first, I'm going to throw some questions out there. And Chris, you yeah. take however much time you need to answer them, go in depth, however you feel. Okay. Uh, we got all the time in the world. Well, an hour. <laughs> we got all the time in the world <laughs> for you to let us know where you come from. So, Chris, where are you from, sir? Well, I was born in Oakland. Uh, nice. 1979, so I'm a little bit older, older uh, comic book nerd, uh, art nerd. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, born in Oakland. Uh, my dad was born in Oakland, my mom. So, uh, and then I ended up moving to Modesto, of all places. Modesto, nice. Yeah, okay. from Modesto, Stockton, Stockton to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was all in my high school uh, time, too, as well. And uh, then from Kansas City, we moved to Sacramento. Nice. And so at the age of 19, uh, you want to speed up a little bit. Uh, I ended up uh, in Sacramento, uh, attending Sac City College nice. with uh, dreams of being a comic book artist <laughs> and, um, you know, just painting, drawing, not, not knowing, you know, a lot of things. And uh, so that's basically how I got my start was uh, um really reading comics and the person that I, that I read a lot and I didn't meet until I was 19 was Ron Lim. Nice. The, Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Ron Lim. And so, um, I, my first con in Sacramento when I, when I was like, I think 21, it was on my birthday. It was uh, Ron Lim and Doug Jones that was there at SatCon at the time. And what was really super cool was I got to see Ron Lim work. He was right next to me. I had my my pictures and you know my fan art, and here was Ron Lim and Doug Jones. And so I got a chance to really pick his brain and say, like, how long does it take you to do a page? How long does it you know take for you to draw a character? Or you know how many uh, you know books do you do in a month? And all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, I'm just taking notes. I'm like, okay, I want to you know be as fast as this guy, and so, you know, that's, that's really what it inspired me was, you know, Ron Lim's work, his drawing skill and his dedication. And so I tried to adopt that, uh, you know, in my paintings now. Nice. So, so Ron Lim was the first, uh, artist that stood out to you in the comic. Yeah. Industry. This, yeah. It, yeah. This stood out to me because I, I, to this day, I have, I still have his silver surfer books. Nice. I still have his, uh, a Spider-Man, uh, his fantastic four. Um, I even got his, independent book that he did i forgot what it but i have it signed and he hates that book and so anytime <laughs> i bring it up and i say hey man look at this artwork he's like get that out of here man i don't want to see this <laughs> but he's like he's he's really he's he's really been you know uh i have to say like a mentor i like i could text him right now nice. and say hey what are you working on and he's oh i'm working on this what are you working on and That's so awesome. uh, it's always good to you know pick his brain uh, about things so it's it's that's how I got into it. We had, we had the honor of meeting Ron Lim when uh, Lodi had their Grape City Con. I think that was in 2016 or 2015 when they had their first one. Yeah. He was there. He was there. And yeah. so we had the pleasure yeah. of seeing him there. And that was pretty, that was really, really cool to see him there. Yeah. Um. So how young were you when you first started reading comics? When, when how old were you when you started? Oh, that? man. Uh, I was, 
eight, eight years old reading comics. Nice. And here's the funny part. It's going to get dark here in a little bit. Go for so, it, man. This, this, is, uh, this, is, this is TVMA. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> it's going to get dark and sad because it, it's, I, I was a part of this uh, church in Modesto that uh, thought comic books was of the devil. Of course. And so um, when I was sitting there, you know, reading, reading the comics and uh, uh, a church minister came and told my dad, like, hey, you know, he should be reading these. He should read Casper or he should read Archie. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And so and so, I, you know, at a young age, I, I was like, Dad, there's no black people in Archie. <laughs> You know, and right? I'm like, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, you know, uh, Spider-Man's fighting with, uh, you know, with Luke Cage and they're beating up stuff. That's like, how is this over the devil? Because, oh, Spider-Man's fighting Morbius or Spider-Man's fighting Carnage. And, and I said, it's good versus evil. And my dad was like, huh. All right, kid, here you go. He took all those Archie comments away and he gave me back my my Spider-Man because he took him away for a minute. And, you know, mm-hmm. he gave it, he gave me back my Spider-Man. I had all my books back. Mm-hmm. And my dad's like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to these guys because. My son obviously got a, you know, head on his shoulders Mm -hmm. and he's going to, you know, he knows between right and wrong. So just let him watch, let him watch and read. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so ever since like seven, eight, and then, um, I just remember like the first like full series that I got was Maximum Carnage. That's the first one that I, I, uh, I, uh, got. And then, uh, what was the other one? Uh, I, I did carry some Batman as well. But I can't remember uh, what series. But yeah, I, I just I just loved all comics, man. Yes. I, whatever you know, I got my hands on. I just read that Maximum so. Carnage video game was legit. I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah, it was that, that oh, game. Oh, oh. Man, I, I, I played the hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a glitch that you could do in the corner when you're when you're fighting. Um, oh my goodness, I'm I'm blanking out now. Uh, what was the uh, Evil Spider-Man character with the six arms. He was the demon. Oh, uh, doppelganger. Doppelganger. Yeah, doppelganger. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, you could like just punch him in the corner. You could get all these points. And so I used to, <laughs> I used to do that. I'm like, oh, here's a glitch. And so yeah, it's it's really cool. So, <laughs> That's a, and, yeah, and, yeah. and if David Barry were here and heard the comment of them saying comics are of the devil, he'd say and. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> For you, David. That's awesome. Uh, yep. <laughs> and Mr. <Missy>, David. <laughs> what about it. Um, yeah. So Spider-Man, of course, was was yeah. your favorite. Yeah, it was my favorite. Was your favorite one from there. Uh so as as you as time went on, you went to Sex City College, you said. Yeah, Sex City College. And uh from there, um, um I really uh dived into portraiture and uh, watercolor. Nice. And um, I, I uh, took a keen on to watercolor and um, I was like, wow, I, you know, I could do this comic thing, but I really love to paint people. Mm-hmm. People interest me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I guess back in 2004 is when I really started to look at friends and family as superheroes. And started to come up with my own narrative of like, you know, these people are in my life. They're my friends. And I wanted to put them on pages and put them on, on canvas. Uh And uh, that was a start of me kind of changing from wanting to really be a comic book artist uh, to being an actual fine artist uh, and illustrator 
uh, mm-hmm. in a different sense. Nice. Nice. And then uh, from there, what came uh, and you ended up, you, you're, you have a specific name for your, your artist yeah. uh, name, which is of course. The, the black Da Vinci, which is a fantastic so name. That name is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And I got that name from uh, the corporate fruit stand. <laughs> uh, there's, there's this, uh, this cat named Anthony Priscilla, this, this, uh, cool, uh, fruit stand cat. I'm not uh-huh. going to mention the name of the company, but, um, <laughs> uh, he was an extraordinary person. He's kind of like you, same personality. You guys would just like click, man. <laughs> and it's just like really fun. And, um, I'm sitting there, uh, drawing at my desk, taking phone calls and everyone would, would come past me. What are you trying? What are you doing? And I'm multitasking, just listening and selling stuff. And uh, they say, Chris, do you have a website? And I'm like, no. Do you know how to use a website? And I mean, you know how to create a website, excuse me. And I said, no. And so they helped me use uh, uh, the fruit stand program at the time. Um, and they decided to give me a nickname. Now, the first nickname was Black Leonardo, then Black Picasso, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, this uh, older woman who uh, I hope she's still around. Uh, she yelled around the corner. She was like the secretary for the building. It was she's really awesome. She goes, "What about the Black Da Vinci?" That's great. And so everyone just laughed, right? And I'm like, I like it. And so that's <laughs> how I got the nickname, the Black Da Vinci. At my desk, working, taking phone calls, and uh, so that—that's how that name came to be. <laughs> that's good. That's got a ring to it that, that just stands out. Black Da Vinci. Yeah. That it, just, it, it, it does. It's got some power to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Christopher Williams, there's a tons of Christopher Williams that a singer aren't Christopher mm-hmm. Williams. Yes. Don't wake me. I'm dreaming. You mm-hmm. know. So uh, this kind of like sets my name apart. Uh, some people think it's cocky. Uh, which I, which I kind of laugh at, but, uh, uh, it just sets me apart from, cause you don't, you don't forget the name. You exactly. Know? You turn and, to the guy whose Instagram and, handle is yes. the Azorian one. So, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm right there. With, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> cool I, I'm looking through your prints and you've got this, this style of these, these. Um, God, the words escape me. These, the faces of the people you've drawn, and the way mm-hmm. they're standing out, and the way you blend them with these colors, is, is phenomenal. Like I'm looking, I'm showing you right now. I'm looking at this one right oh, here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's uh, that one's called King David. Yeah, it's so good. The you it it's the depth you have in their faces, and in the, right here as well. This oh, thank here. You. It, yeah. It's it's amazing work. Was there? When you're going about these paintings, is there, do you put yourself in a certain mindset with some of these individuals that you've, that you've drawn or painted? Yeah. Do you put yourself in a mindset depending on that person's attitude or their backstory or how they're around mm-hmm. you? Is there anything like that that you do? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I, I do put my mind, uh, myself in a mindset of trying to bring out the emotion in that person. So for example, if I'm going to, uh, paint you mm-hmm. and you know i i know your personality i know you know how hard working you are and so i would think of a soundtrack for you and then i will listen to that soundtrack 
And let's say it's um, R&B, jazz, mm-hmm. throw on some gospel, and then I'll kind of, you know, end it with some rap. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, this, you know, mixture of music uh, that I play and um, I try to connect with the subject and then I start painting. Um, nice. The reason the, the skin tones are, are different um, is because I really... Uh, studied color and I studied how to really um, uh, make the make black skin and 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 uh, if we just want to focus on the black skin yeah. uh, black subjects that I draw draw I try to you know make it luminescent and and has a lot of movement and life to it so there's about maybe about twenty different colors that I use Damn. or more on uh, just on the face because uh, you know if you look at um, the classical drawings of, or excuse me, paintings of black subjects. It was burnt umber, you know, uh, burnt sienna, mm-hmm. all these other different browns, yellow ochre, and some titanium white. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, what I do is I use ultramarine blue. Uh, I mix my own uh, flesh tone, um, my own pinks. Then I do purples, laser and crimson, and then I do uh, burnt sienna, uh, burnt umber. Then I do blues again because, Ooh. you know, it's just like same thing with like your face. You have, uh, you know, some reds in there. I, I see just through the camera, some greens I would put in there, uh, lizard and crimson. And, and so it's like all of our features, we have different blood vessels that go to our cheeks, to our, and to our forehead, to our, to our eyes, whatever. It's just different colors. And so I try to enhance that and on my subject. And so like the Black Joy series that I'm working on now, Mm-hmm. I really wanted to depict uh, black skin as beautiful and Rightfully luminescent so. and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And it's yeah, the, the focus that you're putting on, you know, it's the way, you know, with, with the, the, the black subjects that you've been painting and the way they stand out, there's this, this po- power and beauty balance you have in this artwork and i'm I'm gonna say it i feel like a lot of your work like i started to see more of last year as Mm -hmm. as shit was going down around the world (laughs) um with with with, we we had covid and then we had we 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 had george floyd and we had blm and everything was coming up and i feel like your artwork was in my timeline and my feed more often whether or not you were posting more or not I feel like I saw more mm-hmm. of it or it stood out to me more. Oh, I and, was putting in some work last year. Yeah, I think you were. Yeah. I think you were. <laughs> Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And it yeah. just it it would it spoke to the time that we were mm-hmm. going through last year. And it was it was something that you and so many other black artists were doing that was making people who didn't recognize before recognize it. Uh yeah. people who weren't aware of it are now aware. And it, it's, it was like perfect timing, I think, with seeing your work happening last year and seeing more of it. And it just, you know, we're at a time right now where we need more voices that are the black community, the Hispanic community, the, the yeah. LGBTQ plus community, the art that's coming out. And when I see your work, this is like one of those prime examples of it, of the voices and, or, or the hands that, uh, <laughs> that need to be out there. And it's just, it, 
It, it, it just, I run out of words to say about it. Your work is outstanding. It, it's fantastic. Oh, thank work. you very much, sir. I really appreciate it, man. And uh, like, I really appreciate that because uh, George, George Floyd uh, and King David, when I did painting of King David was around the same uh, time. And um, I have a problem with trying to depict black pain because I see it a lot. Mm-hmm. And so instead of me painting George Floyd and, you know, painting a mural of him and all that stuff. So I wanted to tell a story uh, about, you know, black pain and black joy. And, uh, you know, that you can't have one without the other, uh, without the other. But I try to shed light to current events and, you know, um, just tell the story differently. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, the piece uh, behind me, you're going to be really happy about this. It's inspired by a Portuguese artist in 1841. Um, and uh, that's when I went to Portugal, I saw a piece and I was like, wow, this dude is freaking awesome. This was in 1841. Mm-hmm. No, actually, 1641, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, he was, uh, it was called the Christian Martyr. That was the title of the piece. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I may have the date wrong. If I do, please, guys, uh, do not come after me. But uh, (laughs) Christian Martyr, and it was just very beautifully painted. And I was just really happy to be in uh, Portal, uh, you know, or was it Lisbon? It was in Lisbon. uh, Nice. Really, you know, looking at this piece, and I was like, wow, look at this beautiful girl laying here. And the title says it all. And you're like, she looks like she's sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I like, I need to tell a story like that. And so sleeping angels behind me is, you know, uh, both, uh, I could go over here, both uh, of my nieces, uh, you know, laying down sleeping, but you don't know that, you know, are they dead or are they dreaming? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of narratives that you could throw at it. Mm-hmm. You know, does this have to do with, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, black death that's mm-hmm. been going on for the last, you know, a uh, couple of years and to go past in the civil rights area and, and go past in the eighties and nineties, just like this continuation of black death and, you know, or killing of black women, mm-hmm. you know, what does this have to do? Or are they laying there dreaming of a better tomorrow? So there's, there's multiple narratives I like that, that I like to say. And like that. Uh, so that one, uh, that one uh, is is um, how I kind of you know tell stories, and George Floyd really kicked me into gear, um, mm-hmm. and that's like I have to just paint, mm-hmm. just paint, you know, what's on my mind, paint, you know, uh, you know, different narratives, just paint different people, and and just really just just paint because you know I don't want this dude to die for nothing, exactly, you know? exactly, yeah. So that's that's. Yeah. And I think and I think when it comes to um a lot of us who consider ourselves allies, mm-hmm. um, it kicked us into gear. Like it was always one thing to say, I'm an ally. It's another thing to see something like that happen and to yeah. see the pain that it causes and to realize you gotta yeah. do more than just be an ally. You gotta educate yourself. Yeah. Like I I yeah. I, I read more Tanasi Coates last year than I did my <laughs> entire time. On this podcast. And I had read the Black yeah. Panther series that he did. And <laughs> that was a good series. Yes. And it's 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 awakening 
You know, it, yeah. it, 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 it's 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 an importance that needs to be shed. And I think we do our best on this show to mm-hmm. bring out all those voices, uh, black men, black women, LGBTQ, Hispanic, yes. Asian, all, yes. all the minorities that are, that need their voices heard. We mm-hmm. we went that Watchmen series when that came out. Jesus. Perfect. That was good. That is that easily. And Tom will Tom will say. Tom questioned for Tom from Nerd On. He questioned whether or not <laughs> he should continue with his film dream, film dreams, because Watchmen was already made. When he saw Watchmen, he's like, "Why do I keep doing this? It's already this is greatness. It's already been done." Well, and I'm like, "He's talented. He he could do anything." You know? <laughs> but it was like it was like Watchmen got made beautifully. Yeah. What more can I do? That was that was genius. Oh, that was it, genius. Yeah. And Regina King is a queen. Hands down, <laughs> she she yes. she is yeah. a queen, Miss Regina King. Yeah. And well, yeah, she is a queen. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, to to uh, add on to that, you know, it's uh, uh, what really got me is I was numb to a lot of the killings that mm-hmm. were happening. You know, I was numb stuff. until until George Floyd happened. That was the first time I cried on mm-hmm. a video. I looked at it and then I got so upset I cried. It, it, we had a visual for nine minutes. Yeah, a, a visual, a visual for nine minutes, and and when he took his last breath, I cried, and I'm like, man, I need to, uh, I need to paint. Mm-hmm. I need to paint for him. I need to paint for my dad. I need to paint for me. And and so yeah, that the the all the work uh, that you've seen last year, um, till now is is uh, all accumulation of that. You know, and um, which is which is fun, um, and uh, I'm really happy that uh, I got a chance to do a piece for um, a Tyron Lou, um, and that's the uh, uh, that brought me joy, a lot of joy, nice. because uh, he really wanted Barack Obama in a painting with Frederick Douglass. Mm. So months that all that pain at the end of the year. When he said, "I want something joyous. What what can we do?" And we're, I'm talking on the phone with this, you know, legendary basketball coach and you know <laughs> player, and uh, we came up with with that. So that right there, you know, painting the two most photographed black men of all mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I was just that right there gave me joy. So you got pain and joy, George Floyd, and then you just look at all the other uh, aspects of life and try to hold on to that joy. And that painting right there uh, brought it in full circle for me. That's phenomenal. That, yeah. yeah and I, yeah. I think I saw that piece and that, yeah, that. That's seven feet. Whew. It looks it. Yeah. Yeah. It's seven feet. So uh, Barack Obama is, I think six, two in that one. And then Frederick is six, one. So, so I, I went with perspective, the exact height. Well so. done. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, any future works that you've got planned, you haven't started painting yet, that you've got in your mind, anything you're thinking about? Well, right now, um, which is, you can kind of see, it's this big brown um, uh, linen, uh, mm-hmm. stretch linen. Right now, that one's going to be Athena. So oh. I'm, I'm creating um, a black Athena. Nice. So the title of the piece is going to be Your Goddess Athena. And it's going to be, 
semi-Afro-futuristic, but it's going to have a lot of um, Guyanese influence Nice uh, in there. So um, I really wanted to kind of blend, you know, Greek and African um, mythology and textile. Very cool. The fusion. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the fusion. So, um, I, you know, I like making my subject superhero. It's going to be behind me. It's seven feet. So people keep giving me these damn canvases, man. And a lot of people are like, why are, why are you painting so big? I was like, well, people give me the actual stretcher bars. And so I just stretch canvas all of them. So, you know, usually these things cost some money to, 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 to build. But when people just keep giving them to me, I'll just keep painting. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's the uh, new piece coming up. And that's going to be in a show in uh, February nice. at the, uh, uh, city, uh, the, the federal building, or is it city building? City building here in uh, San Francisco. Nice. Uh, so it's it's uh, uh, going to be there for Black History Month. Uh, have a couple of shows um, uh, coming up. Uh, fingers crossed for season three of the L Word Generation Q. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, um, we'll see what happens in season three for me, and then. Uh, uh, there's another thing I can't really talk about that will be in the works for another show. Nice. So we'll fingers crossed. Fingers, fingers crossed, crossed for you. Here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. Now, uh, when it comes to continuing your artwork, what is uh, your inspiration? What inspires you? Uh, just people around me, you know, uh, waking up, looking at my wife, you know, she's just a really beautiful, hardworking person. And then uh, talk to my mom, you know, you know, chatting with you guys on, you know, on, uh, on Facebook and, uh, you know, seeing how you're doing and checking in on you guys. And, and, uh, um, that inspires me because I, I get, um, like from Facebook posts to what people are, are posting to memes, all that inspires me to do something creative. Nice. Um, so I, I kind of like look at, Oh, what colors are in this meme? Oh, what would be a good portrait or even like a post of family, you know? I'm looking at the environment and seeing like in my head, can I create that mm. and put it on canvas? Can I tell a story? And so that's, that's what, you know, everyday life. Nice. And since that moment with the church, when your dad was like, no, you can keep reading these comics. Uh, was yeah. he, both your parents, were they supportive of you throughout the entire, uh, oh, the entire. Yeah. Run? And, um, I got stabbed at 10 at church. At, really? Yeah, that's how I got into art. I got <laughs> you got stabbed, and and the the knife went right through it. Ooh. It was a seven inch knife. I had thirteen stitches, oh. and I had to have my hand in a in a sleeve at the age of ten. Oh, and I was I was protecting a black girl at the church who was surrounded by these young uh, white boys, and uh, this uh, young kid had a knife that was he was putting it in her face. Oh. And so when I came out, I said, stop. He goes, shut up. And he said the N-word and uh, went to scare me with the knife. And I just put my hand up and it went right through my hand. Oh. And so um, I couldn't use my left hand for about two years. Jeez. And I had had a lot of anger, had a lot of, uh, you know, Rightfully just so. hatred. Yeah. And um, I they tried to get me therapy and I didn't want to talk to the therapist because, you know, I, I just didn't trust sitting there with a person 
and my parents aren't around mm-hmm. and I'm just talking to this person about my feelings. I'm like, I, you know, don't want to talk to you, Yeah, you know? And so at the age of 12, uh, my dad uh, gave me my first color pencil set. And then he used to work at, uh, it wasn't Radio Shack, but it was, uh, it starts with a C. It was one of those companies circuit, that. Uh, circuit City? Circuit City, yeah. yeah he yeah. worked at Circuit City. Nice. And he was in the tech department there. That's when he started getting into the computers. And um, and he used to bring, bring me a whole bunch of copy paper. I don't know if he commandeered the copy. <laughs> <laughs> borrowed? <laughs> You know, borrowed, yes. You know, borrowed the, uh, uh, the the copy paper, but I I would get a stack of uh, the copy paper, and then I would just draw. Nice. And I used to draw like a lot of my mom's. My mom went to Modesto Junior College uh, at the time, and so I used to just uh, draw all of her friends that came in. And um, I remember taking a clay class because I had to do a lot of therapy on my hand. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, it was just it was just. Um, you know, it, it, art art transformed my life because uh, it was kind of like art therapy for me. Because if I didn't have that, I'd probably just be a really angry, hateful person. And um, but art allowed me to see the good in people. You found an outlet. Yeah, I found an outlet. So nice. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Good. Um, from here now, we're gonna yeah. go back to our comic world. Now, yes. we know you're a Spider-Man fan. Um, yes. What, uh, so I'm probably answering this already, but what comic series or comic characters do you see that you would love to draw for? Or Ooh. Well, okay, so a uh, little side note before I get to the other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a piece on my website called African Gothic. Okay. That was uh, supposed to be like uh, Storm number one. When they did oh. the revamp. Oh. I was close. Oh. I was so close. Oh. Robert, Robert Love, Ron Lim were like, no. Because <laughs> I told them, I'm like, I'm up for it. And uh, they were really happy. And, and it just, did, just didn't happen. Oh. You know, that's, that's how some things go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to, I, re- I would really love to, you know, do something with Storm with watercolor. Nice. Um, like do the whole entire comic book and watercolor um you know my man uh david mack is really good at that man mm-hmm. he's phenomenal mm-hmm. um i would love to do something with uh luke cage oh yeah but i would love to do the entire comic in oil Ooh. but do it in like a 70s style you know a <laughs> little bit of abstract here but you know 70s style oil painting Nice. You know, uh, and so, yeah, Luke Cage will be really, really awesome. Um, Black Panther is is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, really love Black Panther. But the other character that I would I would really like. Sit down and would really be just freaking awesome would be Blue Marvel. Oh, OK. So someone that you don't really know about. Okay. And and you're like, he is really powerful. He's really smart. And he's kind of like, you know, Reed Richards with this this super, you know, <laughs> cosmic power. Uh-huh. And so, but I would love to do a really awesome Blue Marvel. Uh, because uh, the things that I, that I think I could be able to 
pull on his skin tone or when he turns on his power or or something I could really I really love to paint that um I would love to like you know instead of doing the um you know traditional pen and ink mm-hmm. type artwork I want to do like fine art for the comic nice you know bring that in there so give you something visual kind of like a Marvel masterpiece okay yeah, yeah, yeah. um Alex Ross does that perfectly. Yeah. Like he is the man when it comes to, you know, like the Marvel and, and uh, Astro city and, and all that stuff. And, and you're looking at, he's like, dude, <laughs> this is like, he has that uh, wash watercolor and airbrush down. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, I would love to, to uh, uh, see my vision on, on, you know, in a comic book like that. I just think that would be cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. Legit. So now I'm going to ask you some favorites. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. So the first one's pretty easy. I think we already know. Favorite comic book character. Well, I have to say, you know, Black Panther does edge, edge out because, you know, edge nice. out Spider Man. Nice. You know, I, I, I related to Spider Man because I was young and, and he was a kid, you know, growing up through life. But uh, as I got older, uh, with a lot of things that are happening now in life, you know, Black Panther kind of relates, mm-hmm. you know, to me, his story, the movie, and, and, and I still have uh, some of his old books with, uh, you know, uh, in the early days when he took on the Fantastic Four, you yeah. know, and, and all that stuff and how he was like dedicated to his country. And, uh, but yeah, uh, Black Panther does edge out. That's, uh, Spider-Man. That, that's if there's anyone who's going to edge out Spider-Man, it would be King T'Challa. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, and it's, in our household, uh, our boys are uh, are you know, Jackson and Thomas are Spider Man fans, but different Spider Man. Jackson ooh. is a Peter Parker Spider Man fan, and little Thomas is a Miles Morales Spider Man. Nice, fan. nice. And it was Halloween 2020 <laughs> where Jackson was Iron Spider, ooh. and Thomas was Miles Morales Spider Man. And nice. they were both, so of course, Daddy here had to be Tony Stark. Uh, <laughs> there you go, perfect. My, Tony Stark, by the way. Had to. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Took a while to finally get that goatee down, but I got it. I have it going. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, favorite comic book ever. Ooh. I know it's getting tough. Favorite. Okay. Or, or, um, or the one that stands out right away to you that you always think of. Spider-Man Black, Back in Black. Oh. Uh, okay. when, he, when he went after Kingpin. Nice. And he was pimp, pimp. Uh, slapping kingpin all over the place, <laughs> and because you get you get to really see, you know how powerful he is. Like he could have like taken him out mm-hmm. at any time, mm-hmm. and so that one right there, the the back in black uh, series, because I love the black suit, oh, always yeah. have, mm-hmm. and um, even when it when it wasn't the symbiote, I love the black suit because uh, mm-hmm. this gives him like such an edge. But that that's one of my ones that stand out. Yeah. yeah, which I think we're seeing uh, in the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Again, those of you, you've heard yeah. it was weeks ago, but as of the recording, not as recording, it was only 24 <laughs> hours old. Yes. Um, we see a black metal suit, I believe, in, in that trailer. But, but I think that's, was that, it wasn't the, uh, it was the Iron Spider. Was that, it the Iron Spider? In, uh, uh, that looks like the Iron Spider uh, one. Uh, I know he has the Doctor Strange. Because he's gauntlet, his arms like, got yeah he's got the Doctor Strange uh, gauntlet going yeah. on yeah yeah gauntlet, gauntlet going on but that should be old to the uh, Iron Spider I think in Web of Spider Man oh, I can't okay. remember the issue but he had that uh, uh, that metal suit to fight someone nice. one of its Tombstone or Electro I can't remember but yeah okay. it's uh, yeah okay yeah. 
Uh, now, of course, you are a fan of the MCU, correct? Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to ask again, but it probably might be the same character. Favorite MCU character so far, Ooh, their favorite. representation. Doesn't have to be the Ooh. one that you like in the comics. It could be just the one you really enjoyed their present or the, the way they presented the character. Oh, okay. So the um, Tom Holland did a good job. Yeah, uh, of course, Chad, Chadwick Boseman, he did a good oh, job, but I have to give the Chris Hemsworth in Thor. <laughs> nice. He like I enjoy his his humor. Mm-hmm. I enjoy when he because you could see when he kicks ass, mm-hmm. he kicks ass, and <laughs> you know he's uh, he's like the best person to me that represents the the character in its entirety nice um and uh the fact that they had him you know depressed after the you know when he failed to stop which made you know, sense Thanos from yes uh, uh snapping and he wanted to know if he's worthy and then mm-hmm. he's you know then he you know when you're depressed you, you gain weight a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. And, you know i can't wait to see the the new movie you know uh love and thunder so mm-hmm. um I just know. I just I think he just does a very good job, just you know, really capturing Thor's honor. Yeah, and 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 you know what it means to try to live up to his father, how he loves his brother, and his brother's just you know mean. <laughs> you know, he's, he's Loki. You know, but yeah, uh, but he loves his brother. He wants his brother to do well, and so yeah, he he really resonates with me on that. Nice uh, favorite MCU yeah. film. Favorite MCU film? Uh, I have to go with the one that I've seen the most, and I could pretty much say the Mbaku monologue, but that would be, <laughs> yes. you know, uh, Black Panther. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, <laughs> which yes. which I I think that you know they don't want to recast him, but I, I I argue I want to argue this point, and I wish go for it. and I hope that uh, other producers, uh, you know, in Disney see this that Chadwick was a very giving person. Mm-hmm. He he didn't really like talk about what it, what was ailing him, but he really cared about fans, cared about the character. I don't think he would want to be the only Black Panther. I think that he would want someone else to take up the mantle. He'd want T'Challa to continue. You think? Yeah, he would want to mm-hmm. T'Challa to, to continue. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm hoping that uh, they reconsider and and really you know bring someone else uh, on. And I think. Uh, Denzel's son, what's his name? Uh, John David Washington. Yeah, John David Washington would be perfect. He'd be good. You know, he would be I, good. I, I think he would be perfect, and uh, he's he's a terrific actor. Um, he would be my top choice uh, to take up the mantle. Nice, nice. Yeah. It, it is. Uh, I saw a, a YouTube video of someone who was talking about that, and it was before Falcon and Winter Soldier came out, and he yeah. was talking about how he under, he understood why there was the idea of not continuing with t'challa but he did mm-hmm. bring up the angle of you are eliminating a a positive uh figure for young yes. black men um, yes and in t'challa you're eliminating that and yeah. you shouldn't and i'm like okay that that's a good point you're bringing up there i mean the mcu now does have uh we now do have sam wilson rocking the shield and the way they mm-hmm. went about that in falcon winter soldier the way the way they drew, draw drew it out the way it was, mm-hmm. they had the story to tell on how it was great you know, uh, on the um, on Isaiah's character, the yeah. Isaiah character, yeah. Captain America, the, the connection with the, the Tuskegee Airmen, and then mm-hmm. this treatment of, of of black soldiers during that time. 
They yeah. made sure that was all known before we even see Sam accept the shield yeah. and finally become Cap, which is one of the best moments in the That MCU was crazy. Disney that was series. I was like, whoa. When yeah. we got the workout montage of him with the shield, I'm like, <laughs> oh shit. Look at him. Yeah. And the way they film it to where the left is like more wide open yeah. because that's where Steve would be. So when I first saw that part, when I realized the way the camera was filming, they made yeah. Sam off to the right to make an open spot for Steve. I'm like, what? Why are you making me feel like there's onions being cut right now? Why? Why yeah, is my? Yeah. Why are Don't my eyes watering? Why do you got to keep pulling the Steve friendship yeah. with Sam and make me feel like this? But <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm just yeah, you're 100 percent right. But but yeah. I, I but I think that that debate is worthy when you're thinking about positive influences for for young black boys growing up. Um, mm-hmm. and same thing for young black women growing up that you are, yeah. you are taking away a positive influence there. So I, I can see yeah. that. And so it's definitely, you know, it's, it's a touchy subject because it's Chadwick mm-hmm. and he was so good at it and he was so yeah, amazing so and yeah. gave his all to be a part of four films in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also you bring up a good point that he would be a giving person. He would want to chaw to continue. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Really tough. Um, let me see what other questions I got here for you. Uh, yeah. Those Netflix series, though, we want to see them come back, right? You want you want to see them? Yeah. Come back? I mean, yeah, I do want to see. Uh, well, I, I really I have to still finish because I'm, I'm waiting on my wife. We'll just <laughs> we'll just say that. And so uh, she right now she's onto the voice, and then hopefully the voice is over. Um, but um, <laughs> we really um, want to finish the Punisher. Yes, uh, that was good. Uh, so season two, I want to finish. I couldn't bring myself to finish Iron Fist season Don't blame two. You. Don't blame you. I just couldn't do it, and and I I, I, I don't, yeah, I'm probably never going to finish it. Yeah, I mean, honest. I mean, it's always a side before I start talking about Iron Fist. You know? <laughs> and there's and there's this video that compares the fight scenes of Iron Fist alongside the fight scenes in Shang Chi. And mm. Shang Chi just obliterates when it comes to the fight scenes. Oh and, yeah, oh, and and, the, and the the beauty of it that the, they point out is that Shang Chi is what happens when your main actor shows up for fight choreography in practice, and <laughs> whereas the main star of Iron Fist did not show up for his Ooh. fight choreography scenes, and it shows when you see yeah. how bad his scenes were in Iron Fist. I mean, oh. Simu Liu has been practicing his entire life to yeah. be Shang-Chi. He was tweeting about wanting to be Shang-Chi back in like 2016. Wow. And so he's been ready whenever Marvel was ready. Yeah. Meanwhile, you yeah. know, we, and then there's Iron Fist, you know, anyway. But you know, the, the bus fight scene went right by my apartment. Did it? Yeah. So uh, we, we live uh, near Ghirardelli Square. Okay. So, so when uh, they went up high, they turned down, they went on Polk, they went up the street again, and that's when it passed us. So it went up again, <laughs> went on hide, and went straight down hide. And that's where it ended up, right near Gary Deli. Oh, and okay. so, because we we live one, two, three blocks from uh, uh, Gary uh, 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 Gary Deli, and so that was uh, yeah to see that like in action. And I was like, oh, what's <laughs> going on here? What is that? Oh, it's Marvel. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and, and I didn't know. And so I was like, oh, but yeah, it was it was really cool, man. That. That movie was fantastic. Oh yeah, and yeah, so I like how they went street, and then they went fantastical, mythical mm-hmm. at the end. So that it gives you a blend. So yeah. it, it was beautiful. I, yeah. 
I'm really excited about the future for MCU. As much as I adored mm. our original guys, as much of a Tony Stark fan as I am, as much yeah, as I enjoyed yeah. the Avengers movies, I'm excited about this period because it's like they're starting new. It's like it's, yeah. it's like it was when Iron Man and Iron Man 2 came out and then yeah. Captain America First Avenger came out. We're at that point in phase four where it's like we have some of the originals lingering here mm-hmm. and there, but we have these new characters being introduced to. And it's like this whole new fresh adventure we're on. And yeah. I'm excited about it. I, I'm excited to see how how Shang-Chi and Sam Wilson and and the Eternals combine with you know yeah. Ant-Man and and Hawkeye and and Thor and even mm-hmm. Bruce Banner, how we go from there. I'm really excited yeah. about that. Well, I'm I'm disappointed in Bruce Banner. Yeah. You mean in Shang-Chi or in uh Oh no, just just like we'll just we'll just say the Hulk in general. That's the only <laughs> character that that I feel they they copped out on. Okay. And because he's the strongest one there mm-hmm. is. It's been known in the comic book, but now they kind of like weakened him and he doesn't have his healing factor. Uh-huh. And that bothers me uh, <laughs> about the Hulk and 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 that's my like one of my big disappointments mm-hmm. um, in there. I'm hoping they they bring back uh, Cap or bring back another movie in Cap because uh, you probably uh, caught on to this in uh, Black Widow, mm-hmm. um, where um, what's his name? Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, he has the super soldier serum. It's um, oh the uh, the the Russian the uh... yeah, yeah the Russian yeah. Oh my uh... goodness! I'm blanking. Uh, what God, now his name's name escaping for me. Yeah, no, it, David, it's messing. David yeah. Harbour is the actor. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a red. red um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, cut this out when hold, you're... <laughs> hold up. IMDb. Oh, yeah. IMDb gives me his real name, Alexei, not the... Oh, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I want to say Red man. Patriot, but it's not Red Patriot. It's... Uh, yeah, we're, we're flunking out here. Um uh. Okay, come on. <laughs> Dead air. Dead air. I know. Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Red, it was red Guardian. <laughs> wow. Uh. That's funny. Well, see, I, I, it's it's my fault because I, I forget names now and then because I'm so focused <laughs> with other stuff. So, uh, But the Red Guardian, when he was in prison, he goes, I fought Cap. And so I'm thinking that when Cap in, um, uh, what was it, uh, in uh, Infinity War uh, 2, mm-hmm. um, when he went back in time, he had his life with the ages slowly. Oh. So he did fight, you know, <laughs> the Red Guardian. So when, when people were like, you didn't fight, like, he died. And, in, in, uh, you know, he goes, I fought him, <laughs> you know. So, so you know, when he went back in time, that's mm-hmm. the whole time continuing thing. So I'm hoping that we get, like, an older Steve Rogers you know, maybe in the eighties, mm-hmm. you know, okay. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. fighting. And so I'm hoping they do something like that because, you know, he lived another life, but he That's was with Eddie Carter. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now, yeah, see, we are, we are able to talk a little bit comics in here. You yeah, know? Of course. Of course. <laughs> now, if you had yeah. to pick, I know you, I know you side more toward Marvel than DC, but if you had to pick a DC character, Mm-hmm. Who's the who's the one you would want to write a story on or or, or draw Ooh, for? Draw for DC character. Mm. 
There will be actually two. Okay. Um, Mr. Terrific. Nice. And then uh, uh, Green Lantern. Nice. Uh, which, which Green Lantern? Uh, doesn't matter. Good. I like them all. Okay. I like I like okay. the Green I like the Green Lantern Gorps. I Good. like them all. So cool. the Green Lantern's like uh, really cool. So, um, but uh, except for Guy, I don't want to draw Guy. Uh, Guy Gardner. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. Always, that's <laughs> always the response. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guy. You know, I'll, I'll probably like do it. Like maybe he's, he's in the background. Yeah. You know, doing something. People but, love uh, people love Hal. They love John Guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I just think I just think the, those two will be like really cool uh, to to draw and um, yeah, you know, nice. it'll be cool. Nice. I was going to say Black Lightning, but. What they did originally for his character sucked. So he was just <laughs> a really fast black man running around. <laughs> no superpower. He just ran fast. <laughs> How can you be lightning if you just run normal? So, yeah. Well, but, and, we, uh, and we got, well, we got the Static Shocks, which it seems Michael B. Jordan wants to help produce that. That's going to be, that's going to be good too. Mm-hmm. That's going to be good. And I'm know? actually uh, all which, for uh, Michael B. Jordan's um, Val Zod possibility. Oh, that I will be. I, I'm really intrigued with that storyline, and I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Also, love the costume. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, come to think of it, if they bring back Michael B. Jordan too for Black Panther and just have him take over the mantle, mm-hmm. you know, because you know when you're dead, you're not really dead in Wakanda, <laughs> right. you know. So they bring him back. I'm all for that too. But uh, yeah, Val Zod would be would be um, would be a great character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got I got on to him a little bit late. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's was, it was a really interesting story. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and if you could, uh, if you could also help out with the hashtag we're trying to promote, which is "Make a Steve's Booster Gold," that'd be great. Okay, <laughs> I, I could, I could definitely do that. <laughs> I had that comic. I had the Booster Gold. I'm comic, just saying, man. he and I have the same <laughs> cheesy smile. Um, That's funny. Listen, if they're it, it, Blue Beetle is being played by by a Hispanic American actor, yeah, I'm saying yeah. you have Blue Beetle and Booster Gold portrayed by Hispanic and Portuguese talent. I'm that just would saying, be perfect. I'm just yes. saying it, it'd be gold. Warner Brothers, I am right here. <laughs> I got my Booster Gold cheesy smile ready to go anytime. Oh, they need to, they need to give you a shot. No, this would be great, man. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying. No, that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> First time I saw a Booster Gold comic when is when the Crusaders started out early. I'm like, I smile like him. I think I might like this guy. Hey, Batman's <laughs> taken, Superman's taken, Nightwing's taken. No one's taken yeah. Booster Gold yet, though. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> now, yeah. Uh, yeah. as we, as we reach the toward the end of this episode, sir, we're already, already reaching toward an hour. Uh, awesome. Please let everyone of the Nerd On Nation know where they can find your works mm-hmm. uh, digitally. Where, where can they find you? Okay, you can find me at theblackdavinci.com uh, or on Instagram at theblackdavinci and um, Facebook, The Black Da Vinci, Christopher Williams, The Black Da Vinci. Nice. So uh, pretty pretty easy, but you can definitely see my works there. Um, if you're a fan of the L word, uh, you can see my work on uh, season two, episode 10. And um, yeah, hopefully uh, many more works to come. So yeah. Great to hear, man. Yeah, Mr. thank w- you. Mr. Williams, Chris, <laughs> it has been a pleasure Having you on the Capeless Crusaders, we finally had you on the Capeless Crusaders. No, this it, is it, this is really good, man. I've, I've just been I'm really proud of you guys doing something outside and 
and uh, of uh, the crazy things that are going on in the world and bringing joy to people talking about comics and just talk about other things and that you're interested in. And that's, that makes it fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Hey man, I was the one, I was the one back in 2014 when we started, who was the rookie when it came to comics. Like I, yeah, I read two in my entire life. And now for the last seven years, I've read, I lost count. <laughs> How many comic books <laughs> I've read, you know, I didn't think I'd become a comic book nerd later in life, but here I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so see that, that's, yeah, no, man, this, yeah, because I remember uh, seeing you guys too. Uh, I mean, at uh, CrockerCon, and mm-hmm. yep, and uh, just you know started to grow. And you guys have a really good fan base. Just really good, you really good friends, and and that's that's what matters, you know. You know, just doing stuff you love with friends who are in the same like mind, and just you know, without comics, without art, you know, there will be a lot of sorrow in this world. You're right. You're right. Yeah, That's and right. so this 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 brings this brings joy, you know. So, oh yeah, dude. Chris, thank you very much <laughs> again. It's been an honor to have you on the show. Finally, to yeah, have you thank here. you, thank you, man, uh, and I I really appreciate it. Of course, of course, Mr. Chris Williams. Again, you can get him at theblackdavinci.com, and of course, he is the Black Da Vinci on varying social media uh, outlets. Chris, thank you again, sir. Uh, we thank you for listening. I. Thank you for listening. I'm forgetting what to say at the end. <laughs> On behalf of the rest of the Capeless Crusaders who could not be here tonight, David Barry, Manderson, and Amy, I am your host, the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, thanking you for listening to this episode of the Capeless Crusaders. Remember to check out Chris Williams' work. It is worthy of your attention, and we will be sharing... Uh, the artwork that he has shared on social media on our Instagram and Facebook when this episode comes out. So you have something to be looking at while you listen to this episode. So again, thank you all for listening. And on behalf of the Capeless Crusaders and the Nerd On Nation, this is the Azorian One and Chris Williams wishing you all a very good night. Good night.